So, why are we doing this again? I just want you to be familiar with it. Just in case things go bad one day. Probably won't. But it's possible. I'm alone. It's been 10 days since the EMP. That means electromagnetic pulse. Nothing works, except for some old flashlights. Dad told me it could happen one day. I don't know where he is. Things are crazy outside. He knew this would happen. He's supposed to be here with me. I hope he's okay. When do you think the power will come back on? It won't. Everything's fried. So there's no help. Well then, we're a team. It's not supposed to work. Woo! If separated, go here and wait for me. Come here, Will! This is episode 611 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's podcast, I have a special interview with Adriano Ferreri, the director of EMP 333 Days. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is usually an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website. But from time to time, I interview members of the preparedness community who can bring a ton of value and information to your preparedness. Links for this podcast can be found in the show notes or on the prepperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash EP for episode 611. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, your every click, your every word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the servers as Prepper Website does. So for more information, visit www.prepperwebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, before we jump into our interview with Adriano, I'd like to share a five-star review that I received on iTunes from Diane in the Desert. And she says, I recently discovered Todd's podcast and can't stop listening. I have a lot of episodes to catch up on. They cover everything I am interested in. I learn something new in each one and many reconfirm I am preparing according to my needs. His website covers a multitude of topics and articles. I will never get through them all. Thank you and God bless you for all the hard work that you do. P.S. I order from Amazon through your website, Diane from the Desert. Well, Diane, thanks so much for your five-star review, leaving that on iTunes like always. It is a blessing to me when I see those come through. And I'd like to thank you for ordering through my link when you go to Amazon. Uh, I don't make a lot of money off of those. It's a small little percentage, but it, you know everything helps. So like when people buy, you know, it all adds up. 
And so you don't pay extra when you do that, but it does because the price that the, the people that put stuff up for sale on Amazon, all that, the price is kind of baked in already. So really you're, you're not paying anything extra, but I do get a little bit of a percentage and that helps to run the website and the podcast and all the things that I do. So thank you so much. I know that, you know, Christmas is coming up. A lot of people are going to be buying through Amazon. And if you go through the link, that's uh, just a big blessing for me. So thank you so much again for your five-star review and also purchasing through Amazon. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get into this interview. A couple of months ago, I saw a, a movie, or and I st- really I stumbled upon it. Uh, t- t- when I was talking with Adriano, I brought this up. I really didn't hear about this movie on any other prepper websites or on social media or any. I mean, I don't know how it kind of slipped through for me, and um, I just kind of stumbled upon it. So I started watching it, and I'm like, wow, this guy who's making this movie, and I did a little bit of research before I I contacted him, you know, I figured, okay, this guy's got to be a prepper because some of the things that are, that are there, I mean, he's hitting some prepper stuff, right? And some prepper thoughts and ideas and, and wow, I just, okay, so let's, let's do this. And in reaching out to him, he's not a prepper. He's just, this was a great story. Now going through this movie, it has changed his ideas on preparedness and he's moving towards that even he's probably farther along than he might even realize but you know one of the things that came up is his family also you know brings up the aspect of EMP so there's a lot of great stuff about this movie and I was so glad to be able to to talk to him and to discuss his movie a little bit uh you know in this interview so I'm going to go ahead and jump into the interview, and then I'm going to have a little bit more to say on the other side of that interview. So let's go ahead and jump into our interview with Adriano Ferreri, the director of EMP 333 Days. Hey, Adriano, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Welcome to the Prepper Website Podcast. Thanks a lot. And thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you yeah. chose to do a movie on EMP. Uh, well, I'm a filmmaker. I'm also a barber, uh, as well. Uh, I joined the family business about, uh, 15 years ago. I did a little bit of TV before that and, uh, always wanted to do more film, but never got into the film, did a lot of short films and stuff uh, on the side and then, uh, went to the family business so I could have more time to do my films on the side. Uh, and I finally said, well, I need to make this feature film before I'm 80. So, uh, I, um, I said, well, I'll just pick a subject. I need something to do. Uh, I need it to be feasible. Um, so I, you know, I, I figured, okay, I need something I can do local. I can shoot on a low budget because I'm going to be doing this over a year. Like I, I don't have time. I got kids, you know, family, that kind of stuff, job. So I figured I'd be shooting on weekends. So um, I came across this article and um, it was about uh, an EMP attack. And it was, um, it was from uh, Prepper, I guess. And he kind of ran through the scenario of what would happen if it went off. Like, everything would go dark, nothing would work. How would you get your kids? And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So the wheel started spinning and he kind of outlined a few things that uh, could happen. And then uh, I took it from there basically. And uh, uh, originally the idea was from the father's side um, but I was like, well, I can't do that. Like he, the father would be making his way back. He's out of the country, right? He'd be making his way back to, uh, uh, the child or the, the girl, uh, the main character. And, um, 
you know, there'd be explosions. There, I, I don't have the budget for that. So I said, let's do the let's do the girls' side, and she'd be hiding most of the time. So, uh, so I took that route. It sounds good. Hey, do you remember what article you read? That initial article. I would be very interested in in knowing that. I'll have to. I can't remember the guy's name now. Uh, it was actually, you know, what it was? It was uh, Mike Dillard. Was his name? Okay. He's like a self-made millionaire guy. Uh, look him up. You're probably able to find him. Uh, I think he wrote the article, actually. Um, so I should give him props to that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. So what kind of research, when you were thinking about you know, EMP, I mean, you read an article, when you were thinking about making this movie and, and you know, making it as, as true to an EMP as possible, what kind of research did you do to prepare for it? Uh, well, I just uh, got to the background of what it was as best as I could. Um, uh, like what EMPs are, you know, there's a, they're a, it's a basically a pulse that uh, knocks out all electrical things in general. I don't like to go into it too much because uh, people don't get it anyway. Like I, I say, what's in, do you know what an EMP is? I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, so it's a, a nuclear byproduct, uh, a byproduct of a nuclear uh, explosion at high altitudes. That's what I go into. And it knocks everything out, power, electronics, all that stuff. So, yeah, I just kind of got the background of what would actually um, happen, what would get knocked out. And uh, it was interesting. Um, most things would get knocked out, uh, depending on the altitude, uh, the power of the detonation, um, for what I saw. Now, I obviously took a little bit of liberty here and there, but it's, I think it's fairly accurate, as far as I can. <laughs> That's what the EMP guys say. Yeah, <laughs> well... I've been talking to <laughs> Yeah, and the, you know, in the preparedness community, that's what, this is one of the things that comes up all the time, EMP. And I know that with Prepper website, if I link to an article about EMPs or I, I do a podcast on EMPs, I know that that's going to be a popular one because people want to know about it because that is like, that's the, the worst of the worst because not only do you, you know, are you in a, living in an SHTF situation, but you've lost everything that could be valuable to you to uh, help you as far as tools and, and uh, different things like that. So the preparedness community is pretty uh, familiar with EMPs. It's one of those things. And so as I was watching the movie, I was like, well, yeah, okay, this is, this is not coming from someone who does ha doesn't have any idea. It, it seemed pretty, you know, at, at least those of us who you know are in the preparedness community and we're up to speed on what an EMP is, uh, it felt like it was on the right track. And so, uh, you know, that's why I was asking that question. Well, what were you, you know, what kind of research were you doing and, and all that kind of stuff? Because, you know, that was one of the things, you know, even like the car that get that starts, you know, and, and things like that, you know, that's one of the things that always comes up is having a vehicle that, that you can start up and, and you can drive. So uh, I, I was really glad to see all of that kind of line up. Yeah, well, it helped. Um, the reason why I kind of took that route where the father knew what was going on and the main character kind of knew what was going on and kind of was learning but um, is because it, it helps tell the story too, right? Like Otherwise, it would just be a drama and no one, want, no one would know what the heck was going on and it would be apocalyptic and that's it. <laughs> what's going the power doesn't work right but there was a bit of I was going for a bit of education in there as well so and and that's great you know one of the one of the books that I remember when I started preparing uh, one of the books that everybody was talking about was uh, James Rawls's Patriots and it was a book that 
told the story, an ap apocalyptic story, but it had a lot of how-tos in there. And that was one thing that people were talking about. It was like a how-to manual. And I think a lot of the more popular John or a lot of uh, the more popular apocalyptic books do that. It's kind of like you're telling a story, but you have some insight as well. And so I was glad that you did that, uh, you know, along the way. And uh, it just seemed like when I was watching this video, I'm like, hey, or this movie, I'm like, well, this guy, he, he must be a prepper because he has some things that he's putting in here that maybe, you know, preppers <laughs> do. So, uh, you know, that's one thing that kind of ticked me off. They're like, hey, I got to go see who this guy is. Yeah, I'm not actually, the funny thing is, I'm not like a huge, like I am kind of paranoid in that realm where I'm like, you know what, if that happened, we should probably do this and whatever. And I do, I have taken a little bit of precautions and stuff and like stockpots and food and figured out what to do. You know, I have a wood burning uh, fireplace uh, in my house. You know, if I need to cook, I can cook. I even cook when I don't need to, when the power's still on. But um, yeah, so yeah, I'm not an overly prepper person, but I did a little bit more research, but uh, I do have that mindset, I suppose. Good, good. All right. So, you know, we'll welcome you into the community, definitely. <laughs> so what challenges, as you're making this movie, what challenges did you have in deciding, um, you know, to follow the main character's journey? I mean, what, what was going through your mind when you were writing it, uh, when you were, you know, you know, making it, when you were producing it? Um, as far as far as I mean, you talked a little bit that you couldn't do from the dad's perspective. You did it from uh, the daughter's perspective. What kinds of things were you considering and thinking about? Uh, well, that's the first thing, the simplicity of it. I knew I didn't have a lot of budget and I'd be shooting on weekends for like a year because I wanted it to span a year um, to kind of take us through the whole, you know, because it gets cold here and you can't grow things. And I wanted to kind of cover that. And um, so it was mainly feasibility was my was my concern so i wrote the script around that and then um from there i went through the steps of you know what could i do what could i couldn't i do like i want to do a lot more stuff that's what what's in there i had i've got other scenes that i had to cut just because i didn't have time to do it and they're more gore and there's you know some stuff that you to get people thinking basically um so yeah, it was more feasibility, budget, uh, timeline. Um, I used a lot of local actors just because I knew I'd be like, hey, do you want to shoot? Be like, There's a ton of snow, let's go. Uh, we need to, you know, the lighting's perfect, whatever, you need that cliche. But um, yeah, so it was feasibility, budget. Um, yeah, that answers. Awesome. Was there some things that you, when you were thinking about, you said you, you, you may be looking at it from the dad's perspective and then you did it from the daughter's perspective. Were some things that... Were there some things that you were just not willing to do? Uh, well, the main character is is your own daughter, right? And so, um, am I? I'm, I'm right on that, right? Okay, <laughs> uh, at least she shares your same last name. Um, was there some things that you were like, I, I don't want to go that far with it? I mean, you talked a little bit about gore, but was there some things that you didn't want to right. to to go? I mean, because really, when you start thinking about apocalyptic things it could go pretty far. I mean, you, your imagination can run wild. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I could have done and, and um, I didn't because A, I wanted it, I wanted younger audience, audiences to kind of be aware of this as well. So I didn't go too gory. I didn't go too, um, yeah, too, too south on a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah, I didn't want to put my daughter through certain uh, certain scenes or even other actors to be uncomfortable. So at this point, I, they're all kind of doing this as a kind of a fun thing. And, uh, 
um, yeah, if that answers your question. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there were some intense moments definitely in the movie. I mean, just like anyone would think that you would encounter in a, an apocalyptic. Uh, I do appreciate that it was clean though, right? And so, you know, going back to what you said, this could be theoretically a family movie where you could bring the kids in. Uh, in fact, when I looked at the reviews on Amazon, somebody did say that, you know, you could bring your family into this, your kids into this, uh, almost have that educational talk about what an EMP is and, and all those good things. And so, uh, I mean, I do appreciate it that it was clean uh, and, you know, not only the, the clean aspect as far as, uh, you know, the, the gore, but there's also, you know, no nudity in their um, language. If there was any language that I can remember, it wasn't, you know, that, that bad, like you would uh, see in a lot of other apocalyptic movies. Um, I, I didn't notice if it was rated like, uh, you know, PG or anything like that. I saw 16 plus in the, uh, you know, on Amazon. Is that because it's an indie film or considered an indie film? I don't know why it was uh, in Canada. I got, I had it rated as 14 a, so I had a accompaniment after 14 or uh, before 14, I guess. Uh, and it was six, 16 a, it was 16, Amazon, I think. 16 so I don't know plus. why it jumped up there. Yeah, it was, it was oh, okay. 16 plus. But, but even at that, I mean, I was like, no, you could have younger kids in there. I mean, I would feel very comfortable. I think I'm a pretty conservative person. I would feel comfortable with having younger kids in there as, you know, 11 and 12 uh, watching, watching this movie definitely uh, on, on that, that aspect. So uh, I do appreciate that uh, when, when you're making this movie because a lot of people can, can utilize it, could watch it and not have to worry about, you know, all the extra stuff that goes into a lot of apocalyptic movies. Right. Yeah. That was, yeah. One of, and, and again, it came down to what I have pushed it a bit more. I don't know if I would have, um, maybe if I had a bigger budget, possibly, uh, if I had different actors, maybe I would have pushed it, uh, a little more gore, obviously, but uh, again, it came down to necessity. Cool. So what message when you, when you're starting it, right, you, you sit down, you have this idea of an EMP, you start to write the script, you start to write the story. Um, what message were you trying to send? I mean, are you just looking for a good story? Are you looking for something that grabs people's attention? Or, you know, what were you trying to send at this point? Uh, well, of course you want to entertain. You want a good story. You want some suspense. You want to pull people in and go, oh, what would happen if that happened to us? Like, what would we do? That was basically what I was thinking and what, how would it affect my family kind of thing, right? Because people are very like uh, reactive to things and they don't think, well, maybe I should prep or whatever. So I was kind of hinting at all that kind of stuff. And actually by the end of the movie and when it was all said and done, I was like, oh yeah, I've actually kind of made a thing where it's kind of like, you know, maybe we should be prepped and maybe we should start a community where this guy looks after the water and this guy looks after the food or whatever it is. Um, so it kind of turned it into a kind of a teaching moment in a way. Uh, I don't know if that was inadvertent or not because the process is so long. You, you have ideas so far, far back before you don't even remember what your idea was and it morphs and morphs and changes as you go through. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, basically all that. Yeah. Cause I, I figured that at some point maybe things are starting to change for you, especially when you're coming up with the final product and you see it. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people were giving you feedback and uh, were coming and maybe even uh, saying things that you weren't even thinking about, right? And uh, I, I, I just, again, 
I, I know how things can kind of morph because I've been there before with, you know, articles that I've written or stories that I've uh, started writing and things like that. And so uh, it's, it's really cool that you, when you get to the end of it, you're realizing, hey, this is something that um, can be useful and go beyond what I thought. Uh, in fact, before we even started the interview, you were telling me that you got a phone call just recently. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was uh, weird. So I get this call, uh, you know, cell phone lights up. It's Denver, Colorado. I'm like, ah, it's probably a telemarketer. So I let it go to voicemail, check the voicemail. It's like, hey, it's, uh, we're calling from uh, the EMP task force, part of Homeland Security. I'm like, oh boy, what did I do wrong? <laughs> uh, and they had seen the, uh, the film and, or no, they'd seen that I'd done a film. They hadn't seen the, the film yet. And they were interested in it because they want to build awareness on EMP attacks, whether it's a uh, terrorist or a solar flare or whatever. Um, so uh, they, and they, they're considering us, you know, the threat right now um, because we're so vulnerable right now uh, with technology is just accelerating and we, we rely on it so, so much. So um, they wanted to talk to me. So I sent them the movie and they looked at it and they're like, yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, hey, would you be able to change this to that? And I'm like, no, it's, it's done. I can't really change <laughs> it. But uh, how about we do another one? Because I want to do like almost a sequel or the, the dad side and, you know, get a, bigger budget and then like crank you know crank it up you know and, and do more with it because there's a whole bunch of ideas i still have and you know then we can get into a good apocalyptic film so yeah so long story short uh, we were talking and uh, i've been talking to the emp task force now um and we're kind of running ideas back and their ideas they want to um they want to uh, basically redo the grid in North America, <laughs> big project, but uh, and make it into a bunch of small microgrids that run off of uh, nuclear and solar power uh, and make it almost a green effort, really, because uh, that would be way more sustainable. So it has a good overall um, idea there. So I'm going to try to work with them and maybe we'll crank out a script. I'm getting their feedback on a couple of ideas that we'll do and what kind of angle we'll take and how to educate as well as entertain, right? So kind of tricky, but we'll see if we can do it. Yeah, no, that, uh, if you can do the education part and all of that, I, I'm sure you would have so much turnout from the preparedness community. I mean, I, I stumbled upon your, your movie. I, I, don't, I don't ever recall reading about it in an article. In you know, my website, I link to articles. Uh, it's baby, basically an aggregator of uh, you know, articles out there. And so I am all over the place looking for preparedness articles. I never came across it. I just really stumbled upon it. So uh, definitely want to get it out there to the preparedness community because, um, or at least, you know, get more eyes on it because I, I know that, you know, there was some value in it and uh, I, I know a lot of people would want to see it. So it's really good. I was thinking like a cool, <laughs> a cool sequel would be 66, 666 days, but I don't really like that number too much. So you, you might have to go like 667 days or something like that. That would, uh, that would be kind of cool. But uh, it's, it's cool to hear that there is a sequel. When I'm thinking about sequels that like the second one really took off and had that, you know, that real budget, you know, like First Blood. I remember watching First Blood the very first time. And I'm like, I can't, this is so cool. I can't believe it didn't get more views on it. But uh, then, you know, Rambo just took off. And maybe, maybe we'll have a, a Rambo type, you know, scene here. <laughs> well, that's, that's the idea. I want it to be like way more, like uh, a little more, or a lot more action, basically. Because again, that'll be up there in the elements, basically kicking butt and trying to get to his daughter. And he'll be 
trying to make his way there and it should be good. It should be good. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. We're just trying to build awareness with the film and uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, it's funny. You just stumbled upon it, but uh, uh, hopefully this, um, this podcast will help that way and, you know, start to get the, uh, the down South people and the prepared people uh, out there. Yeah. And no, watching I'll, it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll, I'll do, I'll do my part in getting it out there. I, so moving on to the next question, you know, in the movie, the main character's father helped to prepare her for an eventual SHTF event. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, there's flashbacks where she's remembering, uh, you know, the father telling her different things, you know, shooting a gun, talking about food, talking about this, talking about what would happen, even letting her know where some supplies are hidden and, and you know, all this good stuff. Did you ever consider that maybe the, the character wouldn't have any preparedness information or would just all of a sudden, you know, have to uh, go about this EMP situation without any skills at all? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I eventually, yeah, in the original idea, I was going to be like, well, but again, it was more, I needed to be, I needed to put information in there. And that's why I kind of had the dad be that kind of mentor and the knowledge guy. Um, just because where would she get the information? It, yeah, it would be a different kind of movie, I think. Um, they would just stumble and, and no one would know what it was and how it could be prevented. And it wouldn't get people thinking, I don't think, as much. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if I really, yeah, I think I started out that way, but but I went to the, the preparedness end of it just because I have the, the interest in it, I think. Yeah. So. What do you think, I mean, when, when people have watched the movies, right, um, what kind of reaction have you received from them? Just regular viewers, not, not pr- people that maybe are prepping, but regular viewers, what kinds of things have they told you? Well, a lot of people, it does get them thinking, and uh, I, I get that a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, you really got me thinking. We were talking about that for a couple of days or a week, and like, what would we do? And, uh, you know, what, we should do something, uh, you know, stockpile food, and how do we – you know, work together and stuff. And uh, so it actually did uh, create some conversation and, and that's kind of what I wanted too, right? Um, I don't want to just make movies that just are slashers and have no meaning. I'd like to have a little bit of a something in them that you can take away. Um, but yeah, I've got pretty good feedback actually. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been pretty good even from aside from the preppers. Um, yeah, a lot of people that don't know about it, it really kind of opened their eyes. Did, was there a lot of fear? Did people like really worry? I mean, have they taken it to like, how long would it be for the, for the power to come on and what would happen? I mean, have you had a lot of those kind of conversations? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're all like, well, how, how long would it be? But I'm like, well, years <laughs> depending on severity, but uh, you know, it takes two years to make one transformer. There's like 200 and some transformers and there's only 13 type of transformers and all this kind of stuff. But I don't go too much into that, but um, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it really sparks them up and, and they get a little bit frightened for sure. And uh, whether they've taken action, you know, people are very, again, reactive um, to something rather than proactive. And then they're, they're like, oh, we'll just wait till it happens, right? Like even myself, I haven't gone full prepper at all and I should, but I've been too busy making a damn movie, but <laughs> <laughs> that's no excuse. Uh, but yeah, I have like sort of incrementally done stuff, but uh, yeah, people are talking about it <laughs> well i mean i'll tell you more most people are not uh when, when you think about preparedness there's a lot of people out there that homestead 
And, you know, you have that, that aspect of preparedness. There's a lot of people out there that um, have the go the full prepper group. And I'm actually, I, I don't know how viable that is. I mean, when, when, you, uh, when you did your movie, and I don't know if you would get into this in the sequel or not, but uh, the group that comes together uh, in your mind, was it a group, was it a community that comes together or was it at the very end, was it, um, you know, people that came together from different parts, they, they got to this community and they were able to build it at the end? No, they, they knew it was going to happen was my idea there. Uh, and they were kind of ready for it. They had a, it was probably based around one guy's farm, let's say. I don't, you know, it's just kind of a loose idea of what, what it was. But yeah, he would kind of organize people and, and the father was in on it, sort of, and he knew about it. And, and um, uh, maybe he was just getting into it uh, as well. Um, but yeah, it was already established and ready to go, almost like a yeah, like a pop-up ready to go. Okay, let's do it. it. It happened sort of thing. So they they were kind of aware of it. And so the idea is that people would travel to this one place. Is that right? Correct. If they were in the clique and kind of thing. Right, <laughs> right. If they were part of the group. But they would, they would take on other people. Um, but then you get people that are irrational and, and uh, that's the way human nature is. Um, and they may, may try to just take their stuff or want to do their own thing. Uh, I don't know why they would. Why would you just join forces? But people are weird, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one thing, right? When you watch The Walking Dead, I haven't watched it in a long time, but uh, where people are fighting against each other, I'm like, wouldn't it be smart to just, you know, join forces and fight the zombies, <laughs> you know? Do you never get yeah. that? That's, that's one of the things that just drives me nuts about that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's people out there, and they have all different kinds of ideas of, of what should happen. Um, have you heard from preppers? Like, when, when, you know, did you have, have you had any preppers contact you or people in the preparedness community? What specifically was their reaction to it? Uh, other than just, Hey, thanks for making this film. And uh, was there anything that kind of sticks out at you? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, uh, I was, I was in a film festival in Texas and yeah, I didn't get into a lot of big conversations there, but um, yeah, they did, they did like it and they, and they liked how I, how I covered it. Uh, even though I've never been through like a hurricane, which is weird. You know, I tried to do my research as best as I could, but they were, they've been through a bunch of stuff and they're like, yeah, you did a really good job and we do this and, and they would give me more input on stuff. But uh, they thought it was pretty good too, uh, which was a good compliment to my, on my end. Um, Cause you're, you're never sure, right? You're like, am I covering this correctly? You know, would they act like this? Do you do guys do this? Um, but yeah, um, now I don't know if they were like full, full preppers. They just were aware of, you know, uh, being prepared for, you know, natural disasters. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if that qualifies or not. But yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was well, well going, going back, and I, I guess I didn't finish my thought when we were talking about the group, is there's most preppers are just looking at the aspect, like, like you just said, from natural disasters, preparing for just a regular day. Maybe it might be uh, a job loss, you know, those types of things, right? Um, there, there are those that have groups together, um, but they're not as, or at least one of the, the biggest things that people email me is, Todd, I'm looking for a group in this city or this state or whatever, you know? And there's been some websites that have attempted to gather people together, but there's just so many things that go into that. And, uh, you know, you have people coming from different places and maybe they get together on a weekend and, uh, you know, they, it's like an extended camp, but then, or a camping trip, 
but when you're talking about a true SHTF, then you have personalities and you have stress and you have anxiety and you have all these other things that come into play. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the things about trying to build a prepper group that I have seen people struggle with and maybe they get going really well and then they just, it kind of falls apart. But most preppers are just preparing for the regular things in life. You know, uh, like I said, job loss, they're preparing for, you know, a blackout, they're preparing for a blizzard uh, or, you know, a hurricane like you mentioned. And then, you know, if the EMP comes then they have an idea of it and they have some preps in store. Um, but yeah, it, you know, that's where most preppers are coming from. So, um, you know, that's getting that out there as well is like preppers are just normal people. I know a lot of the times people are like preppers are like, you know, always in camouflage and ready to, you know, uh, bug out to the woods at the, at the latest, you know, at the, the, whatever, whatever the news is, you know, and they're ready to go that way. So uh, just, you know, that's good information to have. Preppers are just normal people. So you would fall right in line if you're starting to make those, uh, those changes, you know, you're starting to store some food, starting to store some water, have a way to defend yourself, you know, those types of things. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're falling right in line. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like it's not the hardcore thing, but uh, yeah, if we can get people to just even push to that, uh, that extent to just have it in their mind even, um, then that's, that's kind of a win. And then they'll start to make little adjustments to their, to their household and hopefully it'll help out. Yeah. Well, so you talked a little bit already about maybe stockpiling some food and, and different things like that. Are there any other things that have changed in your mind about preparedness because of this movie, maybe because of conversations that you've had? Any positive things, maybe some negative things? Um, and, uh, you know, would you, could you speak to that? Uh, one of my things is, uh, is water, actually. Because um, I have a well, right? So, um, and it's, you know, it's drawn from a pump, right? So I'm trying to figure out how to get the water from this, this deep well. And I'm sure there's a hand pump somewhere. I just haven't got around to checking that out. But things like that, uh, just some logistics uh, has been my main problem. Um, you know, it's easy to say, oh, just do that and do this. But how, how do you do that? Um, so that kind of stuff, too. Um, I mean, that's, that's a big yeah, one. That's a big one. And uh, a regular hand pump, you're right would have trouble bringing up water from a deep well, but they do make those pumps. Um, there was uh, one that I actually did. My dad had some property in East Texas and we had a deep well out there as well. And that was always the concern is like, if you're out there and you can't have water, I mean, forget it. I mean, you're, you're dead in the water, dead in the water. Right. Um, so there was a company okay. that, uh, that hit me up. I think it's called earth straw. And uh, so I had a little bit of a relationship with them before in the past, and they sent me one of their, their pumps. And, uh, you know, it was just a, basically kind of like a straw uh, that was able to sent, be sent down into the well, and it worked, man. And so I don't know. That's one of those things. I don't know if they're still in business. I don't know. I know that that's one of the videos on my YouTube channel that, you know, has had a lot of hits because people are interested in uh, a hand pump that can be used in a deep well. So maybe that's something that you can look into and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about that. Have you, you know, thinking about YouTube, have you ever thought about maybe talking a little bit about preparedness from a, from a, you know, just doing some YouTube videos and at the same time able to promote your, your video? Have you, 
Have you done that? You might even be doing that. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't come across that. No, actually, that's a good idea uh, to promote uh, that way. Well, that's, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Good angle, actually. I never thought of that. Thanks. Yeah. Do a video on food storage. Do a video on food storage, and then you can promote your, your movie or uh, reach out to Earthstraw and say, hey, okay. can, I get a, can I get a pump? And then I will you know, promote my movie at that, yeah. way, that way, too. So, yeah, man. There you go. You'll, you'll be making prepper videos pretty soon. I like that. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do you do you have any other projects coming? I know we talked about, you know, this this phone call that you received and jokingly we talked about 667 days or whatever. Any other projects out there that that you have coming coming up? Uh yeah, I'm working on one script now. It uh, um it has to do with a bit of time travel, which is interesting. We'll see if that uh, pans out. Uh, I'm almost on that script and then I have um a series I have to get on, and then I have to do this this new uh, EMP one uh, and get that cranked out. Um, who knows? Do it in my spare time, right? While I work, it's tricky. But uh, hopefully, I can get some funding so I can do it uh, full time. But um, yeah, so I've got uh, movie series and hopefully another movie. So we'll see what happens. It takes time and it takes money. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it doesn't everything. Hey, I wanted to ask you one more question. Um, about going back to the preparedness, what, what is your family? I mean, what did your daughter say after, after doing this movie? Uh, you know, what is your family? What did, what did they say about preparedness? Uh, well, it kind of woke, woke them up too. Um, yeah. So yeah, actually my sons are like, are like my biggest fans, right? They're like, they're always talking about EMPs. You know, if this happened, if the EMP happened, we would have to do this and this and this. So I got them kind of thinking maybe a little bit too much cause he's a little bit neurotic about it, but but uh, yeah, they're always, they're, they must bring up the EMP every, like at least twice a week. Like, I don't, it's crazy. Uh, my daughter, on the other hand, she's, she's always doing it too, actually. Uh, she's what, 15 now? Um, is she doing, she's pretty, yeah, yeah she, she likes her electronics and stuff. So <laughs> she's in that teenage realm with it. I just don't care about that stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's got a little bit of awareness too, but uh, she, I don't know if she would survive. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, there's a, I always refer to Yeah, <laughs> she would, she would, because she's got the skills, even if it's a, from the movie, right? Uh, from the movie. <laughs> there's this, uh, this scene in The Walking Dead when they're in the quarry and the young girl, uh, well, they're, I guess the women, you know, the typical women are, are, are doing the laundry, right? Yeah, for all the guys, I guess. And uh, one of the young girls is there and they're talking about all the things that they, they miss. And one of the girls like, I miss Facebook, right? And so you would have so many people just having withdrawals about social media and electronics. Uh, man, I don't, you know, people wouldn't survive that, that aspect of it. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe a whole movie on that would be, or a, a video, that would be, I would, that would be great, I would think. It's, it's crazy. People just love their stuff. But you know what? I, I think they they got away from it, they probably wouldn't miss it. It would take time, but I think they would kind of not, they wouldn't mind it getting away from it. But uh, as long as they could actually socialize like face to face, but if they even know how to do that anymore. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, people that I have read articles on, um, I, I'm really pushing moving away from social media because there's just, there's just the privacy aspect of it and how much they information they can gather on you. But, uh, the articles that I've read on people that have done that, 
or, you know, feel like, you know, it was no big deal. There was a little bit of a withdrawal, but, you know, afterwards they really do feel better. Um, and they feel like their relationships that they're, that they're making with other people are deeper. And so that's a, that's a good point, a good point to make. So let me ask you this question. How can people learn more about this movie and, and what you're doing out there? Maybe again, like the future projects that you have going on. Uh, well, you can learn about the movie. Um, you can go to my Facebook page, which is ferrarifilms.com. Um, and, and I also have Instagram under the same name. Uh, but you can go to Amazon Prime and just look up EMP 333 Days, and the movie will be there. And um, from there, you can get my information, uh, my name. If you just do a search, and my name will pop up. And Facebook stuff, I have a website. Um, yeah, you can find out that way. Um, and what was the question about the, the future films? Yeah, just, you know, what, what people are, uh, how people can find out what yeah. you're doing in the future. I saw a lot of stuff on Facebook as well. Like, I'll update and tell people what's going on. And, and things are slow moving, right? In the movie world, it's like something comes up and then you don't hear not much for like four months and then something comes up. But uh, I'm on IMDb as well, uh, the, the yeah, movie database. Um, so you can kind of follow any of those. Uh, perfect. I'll link to a lot of those things in the, uh, in the show notes. So if people want to uh, get that, they can go ahead and, uh, you know, connect with you. So, yeah, so it is free. The movie is free on Amazon prime, uh, EMP 333 days. And, uh, even if they don't have Amazon prime, I think it's only $2 and 99 cents to rent, uh, and nine 99. If I, I mean, at least that was the last, uh, you know, number that I saw or amount that I saw, to purchase it. So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely well worth it. And I think money well spent. So, um, uh, we'll definitely link to all of those things. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us as we, uh, as we close out here? Well, not really. Yeah. We covered uh, a lot of stuff. Just thanks for having me out there, Todd. It's, uh, it's, uh, really nice to be, uh, be, uh, noticed and uh, covered on your podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, definitely. If, uh, things start moving with, uh, Homeland Security and all that good stuff. We'd love to have you back. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be some things that you can't talk about. I'm sure you'll have to go through all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, give, keeping us updated on future EMP movies or even any other apocalyptic type movies, um, you know, we'll uh, definitely want to hear about that. So we'll catch up then. Well, thank you very much, Todd. Thanks for coming on. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Adriano. It's very interesting to talk with someone who is, you know, looking at preparedness and realizing that there are some things our world is fragile. And especially when you're looking at something at the topic of EMP, right? And uh, so a, a lot of good stuff in there. And I got to tell you, I'm going to really encourage you to go check out the movie. Like I said, it's a clean movie. There's not gore, there's not sex, there's not uh, you know a lot of cussing and stuff like that. As I as I remember, there wasn't a lot of cussing at all, and uh, so highly recommend you recommend you go see it. If it is a higher rating, like you know sixteen plus or whatever, it's just because of the 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 intensity of the movie. And there's some you know there's some scenes there where, of course, just like you would expect it to be in a breakdown of society, there's some stressful scenes in there. But it is a clean movie, and it's one that I would say I would feel comfortable. Like, like I said in the interview, 
sharing it with someone who is 10, 11 years old. I, I think it could really bring a lot of conversation to your 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 dining room table and uh, you know help your family a little bit, you know, look into this a little bit more. There's gonna be people that watch it who have no idea, you know, what is an EMP, just like Adriano was talking about. So like he said, if you have Amazon Prime, it is free on Amazon Prime. You don't have to pay anything for it. So you are good to go. You can go watch it. I can imagine as we're getting closer to the holidays, if you need a, a good movie just to kind of chill out and, and watch, you have this movie available to you. And then, you know, even if you don't have Amazon Prime and you don't want to purchase it, uh, you know, in Amazon Prime, there's so many people that are using Amazon. It is valuable to have it just because of the fact that you get things sent to you, you know, shipping and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of other value to it. But if you don't have Amazon Prime, it's just $2.99 to to rent it if you want to do that or $9.99 to, to buy it. Again, that's the last time that I looked at the prices there. So if you do watch it and you do like it, I would recommend that you go over to Amazon and leave a review. I know that I'm going to do that uh, as soon as this podcast episode airs. And I wanted to, to finish the podcast episode before I left the review. So maybe I could link to it if Amazon allows me to do that. Just so people can hear Adriano, you know, not necessarily in an interview or not necessarily, you know, on YouTube or whatever, but in a, in a real interview here where he's talking about his movie. And so uh, when you do that, you know, it's just like anything else. The algorithms tell people, hey, people are liking this video. People are giving this video, you know, five stars. And so, you know, it shows up for more people. And we want to get this message out there. So if you watch it, you enjoy it. Go leave a, you know, a review on Amazon to let other people know that it's something that they should be checking out. And I really want to do due diligence in getting this out there to the preparedness community so other people can see it. And maybe that would encourage you know, more people to support you know, a sequel, right? That would be so, so cool to be able to see that, maybe coming from the dad's perspective. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 611. Hey, don't forget that over at Prepper website, I have a ton of articles if you are wanting to dig deeper into preparedness. So anywhere between 8 to 12 articles every single day are posted there on Prepper website. Don't forget the the pages that are dedicated to like firearms, conspiracy theory, alternative news. Uh, Actually, the alternative news page is so popular right now. People are are wanting information, news out there that's not necessarily coming from the mainstream media. And so that has really taken off. And so uh, you have that over there. You have DIY, frugal living pages, homesteading pages. And so uh, go check those out as well as you are going through the week and you're wanting to add to your preparedness. We'd really love you to be a part of that over there. And then don't forget to be a part of the email list. I'd love for you to connect with me on email. I mean, I've got social media and I'm going to link, and I didn't mention that before. I'm going to link to Adriano's, all his social media and stuff like that. So you can connect. Um, but I'm not doing as much social media myself anymore. I'm just, I go in, I check in those types of things and I might even send, you know, articles and and different things like that to social media, but I'm not trying to spend a lot of time over there. Really the, the thing that I am trying to do is speak more to the people on the email list and really communicate in that way. 
And so if you are not a part of the email list, I'm going to encourage you to come over and be a part of it. I don't spam you. I send usually an email on Saturdays. That's the Saturday prep. I send an email on Tuesday, but not even every Tuesday. It's, it's if I have something to send. And then, you know, I, I just do it that way. From time to time, I do send out promotions, but that's, you know, that's, you're going to have that with every email list. So I don't bombard you, but that's a way that I can connect with you that is not connected to social media or anything else like that. So I'd love for you to come and be a part of the email list. When you do, you get a free download of the 25, you know, articles that every prepper should read. And I have gone through the archives of prepper website and I have looked at all the different, you know, articles and I have different topics. So food and water and OPSEC and first aid and all these different things. And I've combined them. I've put the 25 articles that every prepper should read all in one PDF or the links to it. Some of these you can't even find anywhere else, but anyway, they're there. And I'd love for you to, to get that when you subscribe to the email list. All right, guys. Well, that is going to be it. I'm going to go ahead and end this uh, episode out, episode 611, with this. Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.